Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, busy news day as always. Let's get you caught up. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. New water cuts are coming. The U.S. Bureau of Reclamation has declared a Tier 2 water shortage. Arizona will now be bumped to 21% reduction from the Colorado River claim. Is there an ideal plan in your head to tackle this? Mm, well, not in the short term. The short term plan, there is really no big short. There is no short term plan. Desal and uh, piping water, pumping water possibly, and bringing a pipeline from maybe the Mississippi River. We're talking years and years for that to happen. The problem that is with many people in this is that Arizona has done a very good job of water management, better than our neighbors. We've done a much better job than California. They are thought of being environmentalists in California. But if you look at what has been set in place with former Senator John Kyle and others and local people, the governors, and of course the local uh, politicians, the local elected officials, Arizona has done a very good job of water management, retention. So we're paying a price because of the agreement, but we're the ones that have done better than others. This is going to hurt farmers and ranchers first and most. It's probably not going to affect a lot of you watering your lawns or home usage, but they're going to feel it. Farmers and ranchers and food's already expensive and in short supply. So this could add to that problem and the cost of food. On Friday, an elementary school in El Mirage went on lockdown. And while on lockdown, a suspicious package was found. And then parents started showing up. With tensions already heightened, more family members started to arrive. That's when investigators tell us several of them tried to push past officers and get into the building. A fight broke out. A man's gun fell out of his waistband. I mean, the parties involved were named yesterday, but you're a parent and an also huge law enforcement supporter. So how do you reconcile a moment like this? We just had Steve Hooper on, and I think the answer has got to be communication. I don't think, I think law enforcement understands the passion in a parent. And I and after what happened in Uvalde and Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in South Florida, we understand that law enforcement in the past hasn't always done their job. So everyone can understand what was going through the minds of those parents. So I think first and foremost that happened. But at the same time, law enforcement understands there has to be effective control of the situation. And parents have to know that law enforcement in Arizona is not Uvalde, Texas. That if necessary, when necessary, God forbid, never, but if necessary, they're going in, they're going to neutralize the threat, and parents will be more of a hindrance than they are a help if they try to jump in the middle of that. And if that meeting can happen before the school year where everybody's confident in the plan, that takes away a lot of this fear. You are listening to Did You Hear This? We do it every day at this time to catch you up on the headlines. Yesterday, the FBI had another Operation Cross Country Raid. The FBI located 84 victims of child sex trafficking and sexual exploitation, with the average age being 15 years old and the youngest victim, 11. 37 missing children were also found in the operation. FBI is having a pretty rough week with some. Do you think this will help put the agency in perspective? I think it will. I, I think that, you know, right now there's going to be people that when they look at this overreach, they understand it's a bureaucratic overreach, that people in the field are not people generally. They follow orders. They don't give them. But this is the kind of work the FBI is known for. And I think that these kinds of things will help quell some of the fears and some of the anger. But at the same time, there needs to be policy changes at the top. And I think that until that happens and people can see real policy changes or transparency, which might uh, might alleviate some things as well, there's going to be some rough edges. 
A 99-year-old woman who grew up as an only child and applied to be a nun while she was in high school has welcomed her 100th great-grandchild. I wanted to have a big family. Um, I think it's difficult being an only child. It's lonely. So while in high school, the man who ended up being her husband ended up talking her out of becoming a nun Mm -hmm. to where they've had 11 kids, 56 grandchildren, and now number 100 in the next generation. Do you hope to be a great-grandparent of 100? Yeah, I don't know about 100, but um, I love being a grandparent. So being a great-grandparent, hopefully I'm going to live long enough to see that day happen. She said I always wanted a large family. Talk about mission accomplished. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) No kidding. And kudos to her husband for talking her out of being a nun. One. 100 great grandkids. And I'm glad you clarified that because when you said she applied to be a nun and she ended up with grandkids, I thought, uh-oh, where is this story going? Exactly. Congratulations. They're 99 years old with 100 grandkids. That's a very, very cool way to end this segment. All right. That is, uh, did you hear this for this week or for the today? We'll do it again tomorrow.